Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. is read by the dashing Eddie McClintock. And what we find out about ourselves is that we are capable of much more. And it is my pleasure to welcome journalist, anchor, and podcaster Sharon Melton. Welcome to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Thank you so much. I'm beyond excited to be with both of you, and this is going to be fun. It really is. Yay. Thank you for joining us. So we'll throw it to you, Sharon. Uh, we also want to mention you were an anchor at CW39 in Houston, right? So I'm dying to know where you learned your professional voice. Um, you're, the TV voice is amazing that you have, your, your quality. <laughs> but what are your thoughts about this short but succinct quote. Uh, there are a lot of thoughts that go through my my head when I'm thinking of this, even though it, it is short. It has so much meaning, at least in my opinion. I, I'm going to just read it again, what we find about out about ourselves. I have a feeling a lot of people don't realize how much that they are capable of actually doing. And even mm-hmm. when they're given opportunities, I think fear sometimes comes into play that mm. people are afraid to find out who they really are. But when they finally get past something like that and we start, as it says, understanding ourselves, that's when the magic happens. That's when mm-hmm. the joy happens. That's when the ability and we see our potential. And that's what the kind of message I'm getting from Gene Roddenberry when I hear something like that. When you mentioned like fear, sometimes it's. We, we have to be pushed to limits that we don't know that we have. Like, you know, we get into, we can get into places of complacency or we think we're in this uh, very safe place and then something happens unexpected or we're faced with a challenge that we weren't really expecting. And sometimes those really scary moments can push us to become better people when we become cognizant of the fact that we are capable of growth and, you know, finding this inner strength that we might not have realized that we had. And to bounce off what Sharon said, um, because I find it's so interesting to me that to succeed in life, right, everyone thinks it's about the most talent or the most mm-hmm. money or the most opportunity, but it's not. There's so many studies about tenacity mm-hmm. and grit being the component that makes that the difference between an athlete and an Olympic athlete who wins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just having the, to dig down deep and go, I've been pushed down 22 times today alone, but I'm going to get back up and see what I am capable of. And also to this end, this quote was from 1988 and I remember 1988. The 80s were real terrible. I mean, listen, I had a hard time in the 80s. It was Reagan. It was the the era of me, yeah. me, me first. Yeah. Uh, greed is good. I ran Contra. 
was mm-hmm. going on at the sure time was. of this quote. So when I think about that, I like when I when the quote was read, I thought he's talking about those guys and not handling themselves very well. And we are capable mm-hmm. of doing so much better as a country. Anita Hill, that was like uh, earlier to the 90s, 90, 90, mm-hmm. 91. But as a black right. woman, during that time in the late 80s into the early 90s, very hard time. I felt very small and um, like... I didn't have a voice because I saw what happened to other black women women who spoke up. So this quote really strikes me. And I would imagine you're you're much younger than me, Sharon, but you too, like, right? That sort of drive one must have to see what you're capable of to become a network anchor. Exactly. Especially if people continuously push you down or if you see mm. examples of somebody who looks like you who is pushed down. What do you do? How are you able to rise above that? How are you able to be capable of much more? When people constantly tell you, you don't have much or you don't Mm -hmm. need to give up more, but in reality you do. And I think a lot of it also comes down to being patient because during the eighties, as you're mentioned with everything going on Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to wait. Do I need to wait my turn and all this? And then it's like, no, they're telling you, you're never going to get your turn. Well, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait because my time is coming. Telling yourself that is hard. It's true, but what you just said made me realize what I love about the younger kids today, the generations coming up, right? Because I'm, I'm again, a Gen X, a certain generation where I had to be patient, wait, mm-hmm. get within the mm-hmm. system, work within the system in terms of movies and things and try to circumvent it w- from within. What I love about today's generation is they're eschewing all that and yes. they're creating a new system. Yes. Yes. They don't have to mm-hmm. be as patient. They do. Because to what Sharon is saying, you need patience to succeed. If you think it's going to happen tomorrow, good mm-hmm. luck. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if you have patience to build what you're going towards, it's an amazing thing. But I like that they're like, we're not going to be as patient as our parents or, you know, grandpa. We're going to circ- we're going to change this system. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting to me. What do you think, Trent? Absolutely. And they have much more, many more tools than we had growing up in the 80s and 90s. Uh, When I think about the power of, you know, we talk about social media a lot in terms of like the negative aspects and how it can be addicting and how people tend to put their best face forward, which might not really be the truth. But the power might not even be their face, Trent. At all. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But the power that uh, a young teenager has to broadcast their TikToks or their Instagram stories where they can have their say. Uh, You know, a lot of times social media is for fun, but I follow a lot of accounts that are very uh, social conscious thinking forward accounts um, about just, you know, uh, gay news or, or that kind of thing. And it's just really, really heartening to see these young people Uh, These young men with painted fingernails, just as if it's anything. And it it just it warms my heart so much because that's something I was never able to to truly feel comfortable doing myself. Now, I do feel like that there also might be this sense of privacy when you're doing it in your own home, you know, in front of your laptop computer or on your phone. But the fact that that is broadcast around the world, that anyone can just see it, it's a power that we, we never really had. And it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see uh, the younger generation using that power for good sometimes. Yeah, they're like examples for all of us, I would think, mm-hmm. because they are not waiting for somebody to do it for them. Mm-hmm. They're saying, I'm going to create my own narrative or as Gene Rodmary says 
I'm going to let people know I'm capable of much more and you're going to see it for yourself because Mm -hmm. I'm going to create my own podcast. I'm going to create my own YouTube channel. I'm going to create me and you don't have to wait to see it. I'm going to let you see it first. There you go. So that's, I think, part of what he was talking about, doing it as well. Mm -hmm. And it's also not even just young people. When you think about the revolution that's going on within... uh, Uh, You know, we're coming out of the pandemic. People are going back to work. They're Uh realizing working for $12 an hour isn't cutting it when the CEO gets a $150 million bonus Mm -hmm. that year, right? Mm -hmm. So people are not going back to those same old jobs at that same old price. And um, there's a lot of articles out there about how, well, they're lazy. They don't want to cut. No, they want a living wage. Uh, Because I know in the early 90s, late 80s, I was getting paid almost 20 bucks an hour to do a job within... um, the acting thing industry, not on camera, but 20 bucks. Now people are getting paid so much less than that all these years later. And they are saying, no, we are capable of so much more. And to that end, you guys, what do you think about the fact that um, Mr. Roddenberry uses we, you know, we are all in this together is Mm -hmm. such a big theme of a lot of these quotes, but what we find out about ourselves. So we, as in the Royal, we, You know, not just me, the autonomous me, Rachel, but we as a people in a society are capable of so much more. Well, definitely. Gene talks a lot about uh, the big we, uh, humanity, in terms of us as a group, a larger group made up of individuals. So it doesn't surprise me that that's that's a word that he would uh, lead with in a quote like this. Um, And it also makes us feel like we're part of something bigger than our individual selves. Uh, When we think about the fact that, um, you know, I'm capable of learning more, but we, we as a community, we as a people, we as, you know, whatever makes us feel more connected. And you can see those, those connections, you know, makes the feeling come more to heart, I think. I agree with you, Trent. And I think it's more than just the we are part of. I think the we is even stronger in more moments. It's not a part. Mm -hmm. We are essentially all of us are the whole. And if a piece of this whole goes one direction, then we still all end up teetering one side or the other instead of being balanced and being helpful and being able to to take us all to the next step. But the problem is we forget about the we and we turn the W Mm. upside down to make it a Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how I see it. And we need to get back to reversing that and come back to the we. Because the problems we have now when it comes to to poverty, when it comes to hate crimes, when it comes to gun violence, all of that would change with the we instead of the me. Isn't it crazy that in a country like America, we have uh, so much homeless, you know? I mean, we are in the, on the uh, West Coast where it's warmer, right? So we have more uh, people here more year round. And um, it, it, it always strikes my heart because there's so many empty, empty buildings Mm -hmm. and empty places and empty, you know, things going on. And at some point during the pandemic, a hotel nearby housed some homeless people. But listen, those hotels took in the people because they got a a county credit, right? They got money. That wasn't completely altruistic of them. They got a subsidy to do that. But thank goodness they did that, right? All these empty rooms, all this abundance we have here in America, and that we will destroy food rather than giving it out to people for free. That we. So I love seeing Mm -hmm. us have discussions about some of these things. And no, not everyone listening is going to be as bleeding heart liberal as me per se. I don't need everyone to agree with me. That's the beauty 
of a we, that we have mm-hmm. differing opinions. We Absolutely. have differing thoughts on all these things, as long as we all keep humanity first, as I think Mr. Roddenberry did so well in his quotes. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode, but we are so lucky to have Sharon this whole week. So please do come back. Trent, tell the people where they can find us. Uh, you can check out videos of uh, our friends reading these quotes on our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 